Mountain Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nerd. So today I am talking about something pretty heavy, but super important for humans in general to evolve past where we're at right now. Like we've come a long way, but we've got a long way to go. And this is one very small, but very valuable part that needs to be integrated. So what I want people to take away from this is not that it is your fault or that you are to blame for some of the things that happen to you, but that you are responsible for healing yourself afterwards. Because the quality of your life mostly depends on your ability to take responsibility for yourself, to learn about yourself. That's all up to you. No one can do this work for you. And once you've started to get to know yourself, it's then your responsibility to communicate about yourself to others, to help them understand you, to help them support you. But ultimately, it is always coming back down to you to look after yourself. And in this episode, you know, I use a what appears to be a very, very minor trigger to highlight how something so small can trigger something so deep. And what I notice around me is there's some people that are so angry all the time. They're so unhappy. And, you know, you only have to go on the internet to see <laughs> to see hordes and hordes of people victimizing themselves and calling other people out and tearing other people down and canceling everyone who offends them. You know, like, nah, this is not the way. This is not the way to a better world where we are happy and peaceful, you know? No, the way towards that world is Radical self-responsibility. So I think I'm going to do multiple episodes on this at some stage because it's this, I just, you know, I just touch on it, just scratch the surface in this episode. And I know that I'm using a very, very mild minor incident to highlight some of our deep traumas. And I do speak from a place of many, many privileges the reality is, though, if you're listening to this podcast, you are likely privileged enough that this podcast episode applies to you. 
Anyway, I'm just going to get right into it. I do apologize if the audio isn't great. I recorded it in my car on my phone. So uh, hopefully it's it's good enough. Uh, enjoy. Hey, so I'm recording this in my car because it is fresh in my mind and it's something that is just so important to me and I'm so passionate about, so I want to share it. If there is one thing that has changed my life phenomenally, that's a big word, and I even managed to say it almost, Uh, it is learning how to transition from being a victim to being empowered. And here's the thing. It's like, no matter what happens to us, what experiences we have, it is always a choice what meaning we make out of those experiences. And if there's one thing I notice now a lot, it's when I or anyone around me is casting themselves as a victim in the role of a victim. And we all do this. Uh, It's not like it's a bad thing. Uh, It's just something that is so important to bring awareness to because every time you cast yourself in the role of a victim, you completely disempower yourself. If you're a victim, it essentially means that that you've been harmed and that it's someone else's fault It's someone else's responsibility. There's nothing you could have done and there's nothing you can do now. You're a victim of what someone else or something else has done to you. And that's it. It stops there. Like there's nowhere to go. And this is the most disempowering thing we can do to ourselves. And I see it everywhere, constantly. And I really feel like, you know... I just want everyone to know that when you choose to empower yourself rather than victimize yourself, when you live in a place of radical self-responsibility, everything, and I mean everything in your life, gets better significantly. Like, astronomically. I cannot tell you how much better life is when you take full responsibility for yourself. Like, I just cannot say this enough. But the thing is, is like, it's a whole process. And most of us, we're not taught how to take responsibility for ourselves or we were not taught what that even looks like. We had no role models or We just see a lot of people feeling sorry for themselves, complaining. Like if you're complaining and whinging and gossiping and, yeah, saying all the horrible things people are doing to you all the time, people don't understand you and people don't respect you and people don't listen to you, et cetera, et cetera, you're a victim and there's nowhere you can go from there. There's there's no step up. You're just a victim. Like, what are you going to do now you're a victim? Feel shit. And we tell ourselves these stories over and over and over again. Here's the thing. You might be casting yourself in the role as a victim. You may not 
maybe you don't complain to other people about being a victim, but do you complain to yourself? Do you tell yourself stories over and over and over and over and over and over and over again (laughs) in your head about how this person doesn't love you, doesn't respect you, doesn't listen to you, doesn't understand you, always treats you this way, never does this for you, never blah, 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 blah. You know, when you're having this story on repeat in your head, you are consistently disempowering yourself over and over and over again. So chances are you do this, I do this, everyone does it. So I just want to share what I do when I'm feeling victimized and how I transition to empowerment. So first, the first thing I do, someone or something has hurt me. I'm hurting. So the very first thing I do is I take some time and space for myself to be alone and to just feel the pain, feel that I'm hurt. Maybe even try to label what the feeling is because it's initially hurt. We, it's, it's, you know, we, we have this physiological reaction in our body where we've, we feel something and then that's normally the, the, the trigger for some deeper underlying trauma. So we're not always going to get to the bottom of what that is, but the more we practice this, the more we will, right? And um, so making space, be alone, be quiet, feel the pain. Um, Once you are in a place where you can actually feel it and you're starting to feel sad and feel sorry for yourself, that's good. Feel into that more. Like this is what I do. I, I cry. I dance, I scream into a pillow, I bash some pillows, I move, thrash my body around and have a tantrum. Um, I feel really, really sorry for myself for a while, you know? I just feel into it like, poor me, this hurts. I, I say all those things. I get the story out, right? You're telling yourself a story when you're feeling victimized. So so allow yourself to have the story for a moment. Feel into the story. Pr- start moving that emotion in the body. Have an actual cry, you know. Um, journal it out. Dance it out, whatever. So this is what I'll do. I'll, I'll make this time and space. Then what I will do is I will try to... Um, kind of go on a journey and just see, um, kind of follow the breadcrumbs to see what did this, so this thing triggered this feeling in me. What, where's that feeling from? Recently, I was triggered because I was feeling, so my partner and I were lying in bed. He was falling asleep. He regularly falls asleep way before me. And sometimes this annoys me, not his fault or his problem, but it does. And this particular night, I was just feeling very emotional and I really just wanted someone to hold me. I just wanted, I wanted him, ideally, to just be fully present. I wanted him to hold me. I wanted to be able to cry and just let it all out and have someone just wrap their arms around me and make me feel safe and heard. And he fell asleep. 
And this infuriated me. I was just so angry. And so I got up out of bed. I was like, whatever, fuck you, <laughs> in my head sort of thing. Didn't say that, but, you know, you you, you can't hold me. Fine, I'll, I'm leaving. So I went out of the room. I went into the kitchen and the emotions were starting to come now. The sadness was starting to come. This was good. I had moved from anger to sadness pretty quick, which great, you know, because generally when we're feeling really angry, underneath is just some pain and sadness that needs to come to the surface. So cool. I'm in the kitchen. I'm just crying now while I'm making my tea. Uh, and this is pretty cool for me, like that I'm actually even able to 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 feel this much emotion and let it out. Um, this is definitely something I've learned, not something that come, came naturally to me. And so I'm in the kitchen having a cry, making my tea, and then my flatmate comes out and he seems shocked by my emotion. And I can just tell, or at least I'm thinking in my moment, in, in this moment, I'm like, he can't hold me either. No one can hold me. You know, like I, I turned to him and I kind of asked him for a hug, but, but it was all too much for him and he doesn't even know me very well. So it was just, it was too much in that moment. And, and I knew what I needed. I knew what I needed from someone, but he couldn't give it to me either. He couldn't hold me the way I really wanted to just be held. So that shut down my emotion for a minute. And then I just started to seethe. <laughs> I just started to get super angry again. Like no one can hold me when I'm sad. And so I sat on the couch for a while and just felt the resentment just boiling up inside me, just so much resentment. And and this was resentment and, and, and it's kind of started spiraling. I was feeling resentful for my partner. I was feeling resentful for my flatmate. And then I was feeling resentful for all men. And then I was sitting there in this resentment and I was like, hmm, something needs to be done about this. So I just get up and I kind of dramatically announce to my partner that I'm sitting in a lot of resentment right now and I need to go and process this alone by myself. So leave me alone, essentially, in the bedroom. So I went to the bedroom and it kind of two things dawned on me. Um, first of all, it was that it's okay for another person to not be in a space to hold me. It's not anyone else's responsibility as an adult, right? As an adult, it is not anyone else's responsibility to, to be able to always be available to hold me when I need them. Okay. So that was a big thing that dawned on me. And that's why I knew that the anger and resentment I was feeling wasn't really fair towards them. So I went to the bedroom, I held myself and I just sobbed, sobbed and sobbed. And as I was crying, I was just, I was just kind of letting it flow and seeing what was coming up. And then suddenly just this huge flash of my father comes into my mind and it's like he's never there he can't hold me he was not there for me when I needed him to be and I had all these images of me sitting on the doorstep waiting for my dad to come and him not coming and him not turning up and him I would wait weeks to see him weeks I would be so excited. I would be sitting on the doorstep of my house waiting for his car to pull in and he wouldn't come. 
And then I might get a phone call, you know, he, uh, he might give my mum a phone call and say that he's not coming for whatever excuse reason. And I would just be devastated over and over and over again. And and he was not there to hold me. He couldn't hold me. He couldn't be there for me. So there was just this whole whirlwind of just like, men can't hold me, you know, <laughs> and no man has ever been there for me. And my dad was never there for me. And I was really in this victim space, but it was so good, you know, because I was really cleansing it. I was you know, I was really like moving the energy. I could feel it coming from like deep in my gut and up into my chest and then out my eyes <laughs> and out my mouth, you know, because I'm crying, like um, properly crying where you're sounding and where the sound, you can feel the sound of your crying. It's like making your belly ache and contract and it's moving the energy. It's like you're having emotional contractions. And yeah, it was just like, wow, you know, how cool that, that I was able to see that the trigger of my partner falling asleep, um, when I wanted to be held really came from this deep core wound as a child where my father just wasn't there when I needed him to be, um, and what, you know, and look, I didn't handle it perfectly. I still made life quite difficult for my partner in that evening. Like, he, you know, as soon as I got out of bed, of course, he couldn't sleep because he could feel that I was angry. And so he got up and uh, came out into the lounge. And, you know, so it wasn't like I handled it perfectly and, you know, managed it all on my own. But I definitely took the responsibility just an, enough so that I was able to properly process it, to properly get to the core, to the root of why I was actually feeling this resentment. I moved the energy, energy I cried it out. I made the connections to myself. I made the connections to, to what was going on in my body. And then, and then uh, yeah, once I had finished releasing the emotion and crying and once I had had that kind of realisation of everything that was going on and where it came from, I was able to go back out into the lounge and just give my partner a big hug and then, you know, we had a cone and we were high and we just laughed and laughed and laughed about it. And we had, you know, we had just the most healing laughter session together where he made lots of jokes and I made lots of jokes and we we just had such a good time together and it was so healing and he was so there for me afterwards but what an awesome lesson you know that that I that I learned um while when he couldn't be there for a moment you know and so that that process that I went through is something that we need to do over and over and over again. Every time something triggers us, like I just want to invite you that every time something triggers you, 
just take a moment whenever you can make that moment. It doesn't have to be immediately. Ideally, it's straight away. But of course, it's not always possible. But if you can, take the time to be with yourself, feel into it, move the emotion, let it flow through you somehow, whatever that way is for you, journaling, dancing, singing, crying, chanting, um, screaming, and then track it, you know, track that trigger, track it deep inside you. Where's that from? What's that triggering? Why? You know, because when you can fully see exactly what has been triggered inside you, you can take responsibility for it. You can say, hey, this happened. It triggered this in me, you know, and you can present that to the other person and and you can actually have a productive conversation about it. And in the end, like there was nothing I needed to actually ask of my partner to change. There was nothing he did that needed to change. It was all my shit, Um, you know, he, he is not always going to be 100% of the time available to hold me and, and vice versa, right? So in those moments, you know, I, I can learn to take, to hold myself and to take responsibility for myself. And yeah, I just really want to invite as many of you who will try this as possible to take this time for yourself to process it. And then go and have a productive conversation with whomever the person is, if it's a person, which is most often is. It's most often someone says something that triggers you or does something that triggers you. And our most of the, a lot of my life and most of us, many of us, our initial reaction is to say, do or feel something and then essentially just dump all the blame onto that person for making us feel a certain way. And it's so disempowering. It leaves us with nothing and nowhere to go, nowhere to grow. But when we take this time to really do this process, um, it's it's not only healing, but it's so empowering. It helps me know myself so much better. It helps my partner know me so much better. It helps me better manage myself in the future when something similar happens, which I'm sure it will. Um, these, these deep core childhood wounds are so strong and they, I think from just from my own experience, I'm not a psychologist, like I'm only speaking from my lived experience, but the, the trauma of them seems to be so deep that it takes many, many, many layers of releasing, connecting and healing. Um, And we're never going to be done. There's no finish line, but the, but but I definitely think we can get to a point where we're so in touch with what's going on with ourselves that we can really process this stuff quickly, quite efficiently. Like I'm a huge fan of efficiency and I feel like considering the the deep pain and resentment and anger I was feeling in that evening, the entire process for me, the, the entire process was done within an hour. Like that's some efficient fucking healing if you ask me (laughs) you know like shit like that used to drag out for maybe days potentially weeks in the past because I didn't know 
what I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know how to manage it. I just knew that usually someone else had done something to hurt me and I felt shit. Knowing how to heal ourselves, to process, to take responsibility, to empower ourselves. Yeah, it's it's everything to me. And I really want to help as many people as possible do this work as well because it's just so empowering. It's it's the best it's one of the best things I've learned how to do. So yeah, I just this is really alive in me right now, so I really just wanted to share it. Um I hope you enjoy <laughs> hope you enjoy it. Hope you get something out of it. Let me know. This was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com.